Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dinner time is here. That's right, we're talking Hannibal, episode 11 of season 1, Roti, on Dish by Dish. <laughs> you can hear the mail truck. This is the Dish by Dish podcast, a Hannibal rewatch project from Kill by Kill. My name is Painter Kimpton. And the goal of this show is to watch an episode of Hannibal and then talk about it. And of course, there's only one person I trust. And that if I'm doing a little freehand surgery, she'll hang around to, you know, squeeze that oxygen bottle on my patient slash victim's face. The one, the only, Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing today, Gina? I, yeah, I would be i probably would because you're my friend but but yeah. i would not be doing that as calmly as freddie lounge does <laughs> she does it like she's kind of into it like it's it's one of those things where everyone says we're gonna go to a karaoke club and you're like well i don't want to get up and sing and you kind of well i'll go there and i'll drink and i'll sit in a corner and you just watch it happen in front of you but it's surgery of a person who does not need surgery. This is also after she has seen someone have their tongue pulled through <laughs> a slash in their throat. Yes. And she just, she just kind of a little like, Oh, about mm. at, at, at the, at the, at the, at the site of it. She's <laughs> not at all. She's not at all shocked or, 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 or repulsed by this. Just like, well, I guess this will happen. Yeah. She's kind of into it. These are the things she is into. Yeah, this I think this is the episode where like everybody you, you realize that everybody on the show, with the possible exception of Alana Bloom, is probably a sociopath. <laughs> I think that is just very, just, very just true. not just not reacting to things in a way that normal human beings should be reacting to. No, they're either uh, fascinated by it or interested in it, or, or cracking like, jokes, or <laughs> just looking yeah, they tie of, bows with some of look, these veins. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Um, we're talking about Roti, um, uh, this episode of Hannibal, which I learned is an Indian bread. Um, that's as much research as I put into it. Um, and it starts uh, with, <laughs> we learned that uh, Dr. Abel Gideon uh, will be, heading to court to sue Dr. Chilton for making him think that he is the Chesapeake Ripper. Along the way, he decides to murder a couple people and escape, and he does so in fine fashion. Cut to Will, who's finally getting some of those sweet, wet dreams dripping. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is soaking in it. He really, like, he is soaking in it. To the point where he himself becomes a waterfall, a la don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> Was that too much? No, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that that's whole dream sequence is really getting into the millennium thing. You know, like a couple episodes back, I talked about how there was that episode where uh, his his wife uh, gets a crazy uh, nerve disease and has a hallucination set to horses. And it's just like a freak out for eight minutes. And that's what this is. I like freak outs. It's fun. 
Yeah, he's a he's he's basically like just kind of you know barely hanging on by a thread at this point. Yes, he he should not be walking around. Uh, at this point, I don't know why everyone kind of looks at him like, "Can you get over yourself?" Like every day you come in here sniffling, you've got a cold. Stay at home. But yeah, he, it's, yeah, Jack's just like, well, you know, you just, you just need to not let this stuff get to you. <laughs> it's like, you're a bit late for that, Jack. Yeah, that that train, as they say, has sailed. This is a guy who's telling you, I feel like I'm coming apart, like I'm liquid and I'm just leaking away. And he's like, mm, pull yourself together, pal. No, like half of his brain is on fire, everyone. And they just don't seem to care or notice. It's really wild. It is. And it, it, it kind of, you know, it, it feels a little gaslighty. Like, like, you know, is is he, is the audience seeing something that they're not? Or, or it, it, you know, it's, it's interesting and, and unnerving at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, I don't, I every mean, character just kind of, every car, every character in the movie, again, with the possible exception of TV show, rather, again, with the possible exception of Alana Bloom, who acts like a human, just sort of <laughs> regards him sort of like, you know, sort of detached interest, like, yeah. like, like, you know, you, like someone looking at a bug. He's an and, experiment and, walking around. And, and, and it's it like, is. it's like, you know, this person's not going to be able to continue doing a good, good job for you. If you know he's he's you know, having a, a you know one nervous breakdown after another. <laughs> uh, I agree. It is. It is. I mean, we get like you know the idea that that, that Hannibal is you know s- sort of fascinated in, in you know watching him dissolve, but I mean I don't know why everybody else is just sort of like you know well, yeah he's kind of weird, but you know we're just gonna let him yeah. do his thing. It's sort of an extension of what Hannibal's doing because Chilton was psychically driving Gideon to think he was the Chesapeake River. And to a certain degree, the FBI is psychically driving Will to believe that nothing is wrong. That you just get back out there, like walk it off, kid. Because apparently he's the only person in the entire country who, who can do profiling like he does. Yes, I, I just, I find that great. Like, how did they find any killers before he wandered on the scene? Yeah, I mean, he can't be that old. I mean, what were they <laughs> before he was, was he like 35 at the oldest? I mean, what, was, what were they doing yeah, before, the before, he, before he was doing this? Um. So Gideon manages to escape from this armored car. He kills two guards. One, uh, he snaps his neck up against the ceiling, and the other, he slashes his neck with part of the uh, handcuffs that he uh, undid because he he dislocated his thumb. Is that the concept there? I that allows- assume that that that's, that was that scene was shot very frenetically, so it was kind of hard to uh, tell yeah. exactly how he managed to escape. But he, you know, Will in his, you know, memory palace tells us all he needs is one hand to do what he has to do. (laughs) (laughs) Gina, keep it. This is for the children. We're like Wu-Tang. This is for the children. This is a a very pleasant all ages chat about a serial killer show Come where on. they make it where somebody hangs hangs dicks and hearts from a tree. 
That was a penis, right? I, I'm fairly certain oh. that one of those orchids was hanging from the tree with a penis. I I believe your expert testimony. So mentioned, <laughs> so past. I believe it entirely. Um, definitely, a couple, definitely a couple hearts. Yeah, definitely a couple hearts, a, a liver or two. Um, as presents for the Chesapeake Ripper that, that Gideon does not for sure know who it is because he asks almost everyone he meets, are you the Chesapeake Ripper? <laughs> um, but he's he like, he's designed... like, he's like, he's like Lewis and Ghostbusters just running around <laughs> asking various people, are you the Chesapeake Ripper? <laughs> I mean, it worked out for both of them because they both find what they're looking for, oddly enough, in very large metropolitan cities. Um, so Gideon is going around and his system of really finding the Chesapeake Ripper is killing all of the psychiatrists who have seen him or examined him at one time. So uh, the way he's doing that is he arrives at one guy's office and gives him what he describes as the Colombian necktie, which I is. Have to, to, I have to ask, are human tongues really that big? <laughs> that thing looks about like a foot long. It does look extraordinarily. Like, how do you get that all? How does a person get? That? I mean, I know they said, oh, they got all the way from all the way in the back. It's like, how do you get all that in your mouth? <laughs> because I don't think it starts just in your mouth. I think the well, that's true. Like your soft, your soft back pout. into your throat, like your soft pout and all. Yeah, yes. that's true. And you're that's pretty up- that, That's pretty. Gro- that's a pretty grody scene. Oh yeah, for sure. And you're cutting up. It's not just like slitting your throat you know, crosswise, like you're, you're some sort of uh, Jason Forkies. You're, you're cutting away all the material that's underneath your jaw so that you get the full length of it to come out entirely. So there is a bit of work going on there. Uh, Not the same amount of work that Michael Myers did to make that one cop's head into a jack-o'-lantern in Halloween 2018. But with, yeah, that took that took dedication there. It really does. Like you, that is some artwork that he's doing. Um, but uh, Gideon decides that he's going to bring Alana Bloom into this, and that, and he has the awareness to know her phone number, call her, lure her to this psychologist. No, Freddie, 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 he lured to the office. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Will is completely losing his grasp at a geometric rate. Like his brain is boiling from the inside. He's in an FBI meeting and he just slips into a state where all around him are, are, are elk uh, antlers, uh, like the lair of the Minnesota Shrike. Shrike. Um, and no one is no one no one listens to this guy when he's like i'm coming apart yeah i mean he's like he's like sweat just like pouring out of him yes he's like he's like staggering his eyes are rolling back and everybody's just like meh what's up with that guy over there yeah i i think like the first two acts of this particular episode all say the same thing three different ways gideon doesn't know who he is and so he's killing people to find out. And then and then uh, Jack says it. And then Alana says it. And then Hannibal says it. And then Will says it. <laughs> like, okay, 
I think I think we I think we got one. I think I think I get it. I will say it's all in service of really the the end sequence when poor I say poor in dick fingers Chilton is strapped down to a table with uh, an epidural I assume at the neck and Chilton performs open heart surgery on him while he is awake and yeah yeah that is the shit of nightmares yeah and and like i said freddie's just like well all right i guess you need me to help (laughs) because because i guess the whole idea is he's he is giving her the big scoop yes you know the 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 you know the an eyewitness account which a little bit a little bit uh um throwback to uh natural born killers Mm-hmm. Where they kind of they took Robert Downey Jr. hostage and you mm-hmm. know they wanted to report live on what they were doing. Yeah, and Robert Downey Jr. at least had the 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 decency to look a little scared. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Freddie Freddie looks like she has done this before. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like like she she has absolutely assisted someone in the in the torture of of of, of, of someone before. Yeah, she looks like mildly mildly ruffled by it. <laughs> like she doesn't want to be there all day like she like i i know i can't leave because then i'm a party to murder but i also don't want to squeeze oxygen into this dude's mouth all night can either the chesapeake ripper or the fbi come figure this out and she's not even like like when like when crawford finds her well technically getting has left but he's still nearby but she's sitting there still pumping the the air thingy and she's just like oh good someone's here (laughs) (laughs) can i stop doing this now like like you know most people be like oh my god thank god (laughs) you know and then you know after you piss and shit yourself then you pass out yeah yeah and for her this is like oh it's like, well, another it's tu- one of these. It's Tuesday. Tied to assist someone in another torture. Um, and, and it's like, it's like, you know, you know, what is the show trying to say about her? Yeah. That, that she is so, you know, cold blooded and, and, and ambitious a reporter that she would stand by and watch someone kill people. Yeah. And not try to stop them, not try to escape herself. All, all in the, in the, in the, the, you know, the attempt to get a good story on tattlecrime.com. <laughs> not, not, not near, not the New York Times, not the Washington Post, a crime blog. Yeah. I mean, it's all at this point. It's slightly pushing the, the boundaries of, of, of plausibility. And I realize in the show that plays around with plausibility. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I get that. But but for some reason based program. But for some reason this in particular I was like, eh, what are you doing here, people? <laughs> you know, like, because at what this are you trying to say about this character? At this point, like her beef with Will seems to come down to you use your madness to stop killers. And that is gonna just put me out of business. Yeah, That's you're, what you're, it's coming you're, down you're, to you're you're encroaching on my blog. Right. I write about serial killers. You stop them from killing. You're killing my business is is really what is coming across as far as her beef with all of this. I just 
that's why like i that's again not to keep harping and again it's not a problem with the actor or anything yeah, no, like no. that it's just I, I don't care for this character it doesn't make any sense for like like freddie lounge in the book he was just you know a reporter he wasn't specifically like a a crime reporter he worked for a tabloid yeah and and i'm not sure like what the benefit is of having her so hyper focused on this that you know she's you know turns out to be you know barely better than the people she's profiling right that that's, that's, and, that just seems to be a little too obvious of a twist mm-hmm. and maybe at some point in this that i don't remember it all pays off that very well could be true so i will admit that right now it's just the one part of a, what a, what appears to be a very well-constructed narrative that I don't understand. And maybe I will, but right now I just don't. Um, well, yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to watch this from the perspective of not ever having seen it before. Yeah. So, you know, but yeah, so this part is not working for me. Yes. Um, whereas everything else, I think, is working for oh me. yeah absolutely absolutely it's 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 a small enough thing that i would have forgiven it's just you know it's like why is this happening yeah um because i think it's all all of the elements here are playing off of one another they are playing the same notes but at a different register and it's making a heart and it's in harmony she's the one part that i'm not sure it's not it just doesn't feel like it's in harmony but maybe that pays off down the line. So da, 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 da. Um, later, not not much later, but right immediately after this, Chilton, who's like just off to the side, like, oh, that was a morning, goes <laughs> to this car that he's managed to pilfer. He's done very well on his own after escaping from a psychiatric hospital. So good for him. He's able, he, he may be insane, but he's able to adapt. I'm, I'm very, I'm very fascinated by, uh, by his. Uh, I, did we point out that this character Gideon is played by uh, Eddie Izzard? No, I don't know that we ha- well, we haven't really talked about the Eddie Izzard of it all. I, I I'm, fa- I'm very fascinated by his, uh, his Agent Smith-esque American accent. <laughs> I love a good British person American accent where they don't sound like they're from anywhere except America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like the accent of no accent. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, over enunciating. Yeah, he's very, bit. very carefully pronouncing certain things so he doesn't accidentally slip into a lilt and, and he almost makes it most of the time. And it would have been fine if he was British. That's the yeah. thing. Like, who can't, like, he's a, he's a, he's, he's a surgeon. He was born and raised in Britain and and married here and then killed his wife. Like <laughs> he doesn't need to be American. It's, I, I don't know why they add this level of difficulty for him uh, when he doesn't need it. Unless you know, he came off the set of the riches and he goes, no, I got this. Like, I know how to do this now. <laughs> um, But he uh, will uh, stows away in the back of his truck <laughs> looking, like he's to, looking like he's about to vomit everywhere yes he's just wobbly holding a pistol <laughs> like saying don't turn around and Gideon's more fascinated at this point that that he's this is how he's going to go down I think he's going to get shot by someone who doesn't isn't entirely sure he's really there or 
something else crazy is going to happen. So Will takes Gideon to Hannibal because when he looks at Gideon, he sees the Minnesota Shrike. And and Hannibal's like, hey, guess what? That the Minnesota Shrike is not there. In fact, nobody's there. You are wigging out, my friend. And then Will has a full pants pissing grand mall seizure while standing up. That's pretty impressive. It really is. Um, and then Hannibal and Gideon sit down and they have a little tete-a-tete about what you're going to do now. And he's not, well, I like to go kill Dr. Alana Bloom, but I don't know where she is. And Hannibal's like, I do. And again, I'm not, does he really want to get rid of Alana or is he just, no, I think he, I think it's a tire set because he knows will, will go, will, will go rescue her. Or does he know that she's under protection and it's likely that Gideon will die? Yeah, I think person? that. I think it's that. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't think. I think he. I don't think he'd be in, in, entirely heartbroken if something happened mm-hmm. to Alana, but I don't. I don't think that was his primary intent. Right. Because uh, and and it's weird to say like all he really cares about is Will, but he's also letting Will die, <laughs> essentially. Um, but somehow. Uh, Dr. Gideon takes off now armored with the, the knowledge of where Alana lives and Will manages to catch up how I do not know. Yeah, I do not know how. I have no idea how he got there. Did he call a taxi and say, go to this address? Don't mind me. I'm just going to uh, sweat half of my brain away in the back here until you get there. <laughs> like you fucking call an Uber. Like um, again, not a realistic show. So it ultimately it doesn't fucking matter, but they have a conversation, which will is basically talking to the Minnesota Shrike. Like he does not understand that Gideon is there and ends up shooting him uh, rather unceremoniously. Yeah. Yeah. He has right to snowbank. Yes. Um, it's one of those, it's one of those episodes that I feel is treading water a little bit. It's one of those things where I wonder if this would have worked out a little bit better if they didn't have 13 episodes. It's kind of got that, um, uh, you know, Netflix disease where the third, where you get into the the teens and you're like, maybe this would have been better at 10. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it pulls, it, 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 like I said, it pulls some certain things to, to, to even further implausible lengths. Like, what exactly, at what point is Hannibal going to tell Will the truth about what's actually wrong with him? Yeah. Because, I mean, he's just going to die eventually. <laughs> they don't get a medical treatment. <laughs> he's just going to die. But at the end, he's, he's talking, you know, about how, you know, the reason he wants friendship. And so he wants to keep Will around because he thinks Will understands him on a level no one else does. But also, he kind of liked to see him go crazy from his brain catching fire. It's a weird way to be friends. Well, like I said, I mean, every, everybody sort of treats him with this, like, you know, scientific detachment. That's like, let's yeah. do this thing to him and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh. And so that brings us to choose your own death venture where we decide of the deaths portrayed in, in this episode, 
which way would you die? Which way would you choose to die? And why? Up for bid. We have uh, have your neck broken on in the inside of an armored car. Have your throat slashed open by a, uh, a the, the open end of a, a pair of handcuffs. You can have a, a Colombian necktie or a <laughs> Colombian necktie and have your arm severed because that's a clue. Or uh, it, it turns out uh, uh, Dr. Um, uh, Dr. Chilton does not pass away. So we regrettably count that. Regrettably. <laughs> he's such a fucking weasel. He's such I, a fucking I, weasel. I, I was but observing he has that, so much suffering left to take. I was observing that that you know we've seen numerous variations on Crawford. We've seen numerous variations on Will. We've seen numerous variations on on uh, on Lecter. But Chilton is always a fucking weasel. Yes, he's a weasel in the books, and so. That I think this falls in line. That really is his role. He wants to be as cool as everyone else, and he's never going to be. And so his desire to punch above his weight, you know, eventually gets him eaten uh, in the movies. And here he just suffers indignity after indignity after indignity, and it's kind of delicious. <laughs> um. Or you can just get shot. So uh, what say you, Gina? Well, we, we left out that uh, one of the things that, that Gideon does to his victims is he gives them a, um, a, uh, an orbital lobotomy. Uh, oh, yeah. Doesn't take the brain out. He just scrambles them, which yeah. is the term that they use. And my brain's already scrambled anyway. So <laughs> I, I, you know, just, I'll take getting my neck broken in a van. Oh, yeah. It's neck broken in the van all the way. Um, I don't know what happens to the, the drivers of the van. We we only see Will in the recreation of it just leap out like he's a Wolverine. Um, so uh, we can only assume they they die and get their brains scrambled and their and their organs taken out and strung up on a tree. But out of all of the portrayed deaths, I, I would definitely take the neck break because that's that's over pretty fast. Uh, and then my penis is on display on a tree. <laughs> Very festive for, for this time of year. Yes. Well, and, le- and unless you, you were borrowing someone else's penis uh, and you don't have to tell me, uh, <laughs> yours won't be. So that, that would be the, the only difference. But uh, so we got that going for us. Uh, so that pretty much does it. Uh, thanks, everyone. Uh, Dish by Dish is a wonderful project. We are going to continue it. Uh, next time we'll be talking about episode 12, the penultimate, uh, is, is penultimate the next to last? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Okay. The penultimate, uh, episode of this season of Hannibal, uh, on, uh, and then next week on kill by kill, we have an episode, uh, called doppelganger, uh, in which, uh, Drew Barrymore showers a lot. And you maybe put also a, you maybe put on a watch list if you watch it. <laughs> Very well, maybe she is but underage and watch list, watch looks rant. it. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, it get there's a goopy monster. So stay tuned for that one. Uh, it's a lot of fun. 
uh, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, Gina, where can people find you on these here internets? I am a writer at The Spool. That's thespool.net. Uh, coming up this month, I'll be writing about uh, the 25th anniversary of 12 Monkeys because Ooh. thankfully nothing like that ever happened in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be crazy. If we had like a massive uh, pandemic. Oh. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, thank God we got that thing under control. Um, <laughs> and I'll also, be writing, I'll also be writing about Zodiac, so... Okay. Uh, the, the much less nerve-wracking Zodiac. Yes, right. The movie that definitely uh, will make you want to take a picnic soon, <laughs> fast, and quick. Uh, or visit someone's creepy basement. And, um, I'm, and I'm also on Twitter under Porcelain72. Do it today, people. Check it out. Uh, you know, we're on the socials. Uh, we're uh, on Good Pods, which is the podcast version of Goodreads. Uh, we're on verbal as well. Uh, we're in a, a lot of places, and, and we're just a dad on the internet having fun. Uh, join us next time, everybody, for myself, for Gina. The body count will continue. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.